Your financial mission, should you choose to accept it, is to achieve financial clarity. New Intel suggests that bad financial actors are constantly filling the landscape with misinformation and other barriers and obstacles, leaving you with limited time to make the right choices for a successful financial future. To make things easier, we've chosen your team for you. Financial Commander Janine Theus will help lead you to success. As always, should you avoid the excellent guidance you're about to receive, you'll be disavowed. Also, this message will self-destruct in three seconds. Three, two, one. Welcome to another edition of Your Financial Mission. Walter Storholt here alongside Janine Theus, CEO and founder of Theus Wealth Advisors. And we've got a great podcast on tap for you today. We're going to talk about common 401k questions. A lot of you have 401k accounts, so we're going to cover some of the common questions we get from 401k owners. Now, Janine, before we jump in here, we're going to qualify this, I think, by saying, you know what, if you have a 403b or a TSP account, and I'm sure I'm forgetting more of the alphabet suit, but any of these types of employer-sponsored plans, where this advice will kind of apply to it all. Am I right in that thinking? Yes, and what a lot of folks do get confused about is that all of these are lumped into the category qualified plans, and some people forget that even IRAs, Roths, SEPs, and SIMPLEs, which are business IRAs, they're all qualified plans, and they all have different rules. About eight years ago, the government changed some things about the 403B that made them more like a 401K, but basically a 403B is a 401K that's through a nonprofit, like a school or a hospital. Yeah, like, so, uh, like my wife works at the hospital. She's got a 403B, but yes. we treat it as the same as you know, the 401K kind of accounts. Right. In terms of approach. Okay, so great. So here are some of the common questions that we get about these kinds of accounts. We're just going to say 401k to make the conversation simpler. My company plan is offering a program where I can get advice on my 401k for a very low fee. Is that a good idea to use the service? What do you think? Well, like any good CPA, I'm going to answer, it depends. <laughs> because every 401k has a custodian that has a sales rep associated with it. So Fidelity has that, Nat Nationwide has that, Schwab has that, they all do. And depending on the plan document and how the plan is built could determine whether or not you get objective advice. What's often interesting is these very, very large plans, Schwab has them, Fidelity does too, if they allow multiple mutual fund families onto the plan, there is often a revenue sharing arrangement, which means the mutual funds that are allowed into the plan share revenue with the custodian. So are you guaranteed objective advice by that advisor? It's hard to say. Sometimes yes, sometimes no, because they're going to be trained to try to just get you to, to put more money in the 401k. And they're going to be trained on the standard Wall Street mutual fund family look at what's available and what you should do. And sometimes that's not in your best interest. And it's just important to know that. So definitely it's worth talking to someone, but whether you should take their advice as to this fund or that fund, 
That's a different question. Yeah, and it's a good one, though, because a lot of people don't get any advice at all on their 401k. You're kind of just left out there floating, and sometimes you have to be the one that actively seeks advice on that. I think of a great example, a former coworker of mine was putting money into the 401k, but never actually invested it in anything. So the money was going into the plan, into the portfolio, but it never got put into any mutual funds or stocks or anything. So it never grew. They were just That's a great point. They were That's just so sad point. when they realized all the opportunity that they had missed to, uh, for growth. <laughs> yeah, of course you're going to be sad about that. My goodness. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, it's really unfortunate because a lot of now now what's happened with a lot of plans because of that specific situation is a lot of plans will default you into a 50-50, 50% equities, 50% fixed portfolio of some kind or um, allocation or like a balanced indexed fund. They'll default you into something because here's here's the bottom line with 401ks. If you work for a small business owner, the business owner does not often understand that he or she is the fiduciary for the plan. Everyone assumes the custodian, Schwab, Fidelity, whoever, is the custodian for the plan, and that's not correct. It's the business owner. So to avoid compliance litigation liability issues, they have to start defaulting you into something. So if you don't ever pick or choose the allocation of your money, they're going to default you into that. So I'm surprised that didn't happen to your friend. A lot of smaller businesses do have difficulty getting folks to invest because it's a huge world of funds. So depending on the choices you get, which sometimes are not that great in 401ks, it's very confusing for a lot of people. So they just they just assume, oh, it's going to go over here and they leave it. Yeah. Yep, exactly. Let's see if we can simplify yet another common 401k question that we get, and that's, should I contribute as much as I can to my 401k or only as much as the company will match? Well, what's happened since the advent of 401ks and the the growth, which happened in the 80s predominantly, everyone assumes or thinks of savings as only in the 401k vehicle. Because I'll take the tax defer now, the, the, the pre-tax tax situation now, and then defer the tax. Well, it's going to depend. If you think you're going to be earning a lot more money later or you've saved a lot of money and the, the account has grown, you may be pulling money out into a higher tax bracket later. So that's a really tough question. I think generally people should at least contribute for the match if there is a match. It, should you contribute to the max that you can. And then, you know, the catch up contributions, I suppose that depends on how much you have saved in general, and where you have saved it. Because at some point, you're going to be paying taxes on that money, and you're betting on taxes being lower in retirement, which is not often the case. So you you really need to look at a lot of different options and possibilities as to whether you should put everything in the 401k. Another great question. I think that people are asking from time to time, and it is a good one to ask. Do you contribute as much to the 401k as the company match? Do you go above that? Always good to navigate through that situation with uh, an advisor, somebody who can help walk you down that path. Maybe you have asked this common 401k question. This is up there certainly as one of the more popular ones. You see these things called target date funds all the time inside 401ks and 403bs and the like. You know, it might say something like, uh, you know, Fidelity Fund 2035. And the idea, I guess, is what, Janine, you're going to retire at 2035, so that's the fund for you. Should you be using these target date funds? Should you use target date funds? That's a great question. 
and it's a pretty common question. The problem with target date funds is they tend to be higher in fees. And people often use them because they're not sure which mutual funds to pick or they will uh, hedge their bets. So they'll pick a few funds and then they'll pick a target date fund. But here's the dilemma with target date funds. As you move closer to that target date, the fund shifting more to a fixed or more stable, if you will, allocation, which means if you are in 80% bonds in a 2030 fund and the market is roaring, you missed it. So the thing that folks forget is that they have to have this allocation that needs to extend beyond actual retirement because they're going to use the money in retirement. So the proper allocation is way more important than a target date. In fact, you should think of your target date as probably 90, 85, 90, date of death. Because if you're going to be in retirement for 20 years, you need the equity exposure and target date funds will put you into a more bond focused exposure. So you could go broke safely. Yeah, that's uh, that's a big worry of a lot of people. Is uh, am I going to outlive my money? And and that's why because you might there is such thing as too much risk, but there is also such thing as you know too little risk. And that's the the going broke safely. Great point to make there, Janine. Tip number four, or common question number four, I should say, is taking a four hundred one k loan. And I'm going to speak in absolutes here. Always a bad idea. In other words, is there ever a situation where it's okay to take a loan out of your 401k? Well, as ideas go, it's a bad idea, economically speaking. Many people have had to take loans out of 401ks for emergency purposes, which actually circles back to our original conversation about where do you save money? Do you save money in a bucket, which is easily accessible for emergency purposes? If you haven't done that, then the place that most people will go to is a 401k. Here's the problem with putting all your money in a 401k. If I need the money and I take a loan, I'm paying my loan back with after-tax money. So the money then goes into the 401k, and then when I take it out in a distribution, it's taxed. So in other words, my money gets taxed twice. So economically speaking, it's a bad idea (laughs) to do that. You do have to kind of run the numbers and do the math. You know, take the hit if you're under 59 and a half for the 10% penalty rather than, you know, just take it out rather Mm -hmm. than pay it back with after-tax money and then get taxed on it again when you take it out. That's a good point. So a couple of different ways that if you have to, you know, dive in or utilize that 401k money for a different type of purpose, there's a few other considerations and things you want to think about there. But yeah, as a general rule of thumb, it's usually going to be a bad idea. Try and exhaust other resources first before you would ever need to lean on that money. And I think proper planning in other facets of your financial and retirement plan will keep you away from ever having to truly ask that question when it comes down to it. So that's something to keep in mind as well. Last common question for you, Janine. When should I take money out of my 401k and roll it over to an IRA, the old IRA rollover? When should I do that? Generally speaking, most folks would agree that you should move 401k monies into an IRA when you leave a company because, and we see this typically where people will have gone to three or four or five different companies and they've got 401ks at all those companies. Now, if they're just little drims and drabs, that's one particular issue. If you've saved significant amounts of money in those different 401ks and you're still going to work till you're 70, now you're going to have an RMD or required minimum distribution that you have to take out of every single 401k. As opposed to if I had a couple of different IRAs, I only have to take one RMD from the IRAs. 
If I have an IRA and a 401k, guess what? I have to take an RMD out of both. So typically people should consolidate because when you consolidate to an IRA, you have more control over the asset. You have more control in the allocation of the asset and it's an easier process to get to. Now, there are some creditor protection issues with 401ks that are worth considering. If you leave a company and you leave money at or some money at a 401k, you can access some of it. If you're 55 in some companies, you can access that money at a 401k without a penalty because you've left the company. So you really have to consider the specific situation and look at what's going to work for you depending on the next situation you find yourself in. Generally speaking, though, it's much better to roll money to an IRA and consolidate and get a proper allocation. Well, given all these common questions, Janine, is there any other 401k advice or direction that you would give somebody who's maybe approaching retirement in the next couple of years and just kind of thinking about the role that their 401k or 403b or whatever kind of plan it might be plays into their overall you know, financial landscape? Any kind of parting shots on, on today's common 401k questions talk? I think generally speaking, you need to look at the overall plan and how the 401k is going to fit into an income distribution or income planning situation. Most folks don't, it's not a good idea to leave money in 401ks. There's a lot of paperwork that's involved. If you die and your spouse needs to get to the money, they can't inherit your 401k as it is. So they're going to need to submit all the paperwork to get that 401k money moved to their IRA. So there are a lot of things that folks need to think about that are over and above just having a savings bucket that's called a 401k. Most people have, in general, most people have a vague idea of how this is supposed to work, but when you look at it in a long-term fashion, they don't really know how it's supposed to fit in. It's just another piece. And so how should it fit in the overall strategy? And I think that's, that's where sitting down with an advisor is a great advantage for looking at what is going to be best for you, especially where 401ks are concerned and the fact that you know, the rules and regulations coming out of the government can change things at any time. Well, there so. you have it. The uh, straight skinny on your financial plan and on the common 401k questions that Janine gets all the time. If you are in the Columbia, Howard County area, anywhere hearing this show, you want to have a conversation with Janine about your financial plan. She is your financial commander, after all, at Theus Wealth Advisors, <laughs> CEO and founder. We like to call her that at least. 443 718 6311 is your number to call to reach the team. You can speak with Gracie when you call in and schedule time to meet or ask your questions to Janine. That's 443-718-6311 and always online at theuswealthadvisors.com. That's theuswealthadvisors.com. On the next Your Financial Mission, we're going to be talking about whether you're a glass half full or a glass half empty kind of person, Janine, and we're going to see what you think about a couple of particular topics in the financial world, your outlook on these things as we head into 2018 and beyond. Do you view? Are you optimistic about certain things? Are you pessimistic about some of these things? We'll dive into that on the next podcast. So be sure to come back and join us then for the next edition of Your Financial Mission. Your Financial Mission.